a one-of-a-kind event for a truly incredible cause. Cyrus Whitted with you here on a special edition of ESPN West Palm tonight. And one of my favorite things about working here at ESPN 106.3 ESPN West Palm is the opportunity I get and we get to merge great sports, great sporting events, and even greater causes. And that is exactly what they've done at the Polo for Life organization, which will put on its ninth annual Polo for a Purpose event March 1st at the National Polo Center here in Wellington. And a little bit more about Polo for Life. They raise money to help pediatric cancer patients and their families from diagnosis and treatment to survivorship and long-term follow-up care. They partner with South Florida organizations to provide financial assistance so families can remain in their homes and be confident that they are going to have food and, again, survive the financial hardships that come with a pediatric cancer diagnosis. Again, Polo for Life putting on their ninth annual Polo for a Purpose event March 1st. Find out more info at poloforlife.org. Here with me now is the founder and the president of Polo for Life, Brandon Phillips. Brandon, tell me a little bit more about the organization and what Polo for Life uh, accomplishes here in South Florida. So we we help with uh, local foundations we work with as far as Kids Cancer Foundation, Pediatric Oncology Support Team, and then also in Miami, Miami Cancer, Baptist Health. So they bring, uh, you know, they were patients us, so we were providing money for them for funds for different programs that they they have for pediatric um, cancer patients and their families. Mm-hmm. Through when COVID hit, we kind of changed gears a bit, and we then literally were, were starting with local families, writing checks for them for help pay their mortgages, their rents, their or gas cards, their you know utility bills, basically because you know if you look at a family that their child gets cancer, if they're both working parents, one of the parents usually has to quit working, mm-hmm. and then when it came in the COVID, a lot of people were losing their jobs. So we were finding locally that there were parents that couldn't even afford to get their to transport their their kids to treatment, let alone keep care of the other kids, put food on the table, pay their their bills. So we started through our foundations that we work with. We're kind of they were betting out these people that listen this family this is what's going on they kind of write a little thing to us let us know you know what's happening and then i would pay directly to their their creditors mm-hmm. um you know go i'd hand a check to their landlord or yeah. i'd go do that so that was just helping people get through there then now thankfully since you know we're through the covid stage we go back to our original programs which is with these foundations we raise money for is to then i go and we put programs in place anything from you know, equestrian, you know, riding programs, which I always make sure all the programs are for the siblings as well, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, a lot of the times, you know, the kid, the, the child is that's sick, you know, the siblings take a back seat because everything's about them. So I make sure that if it's a riding program, it's for the family. Um, there's everything from tutoring programs for, you know, they're missing school. Uh, there's, you know, everything from what's needed. I mean, even in, in, in Miami cancer in the, in the hospital, they have these cool little cars that kids get to drive around, you know, and they only had four. So let's get four more and, you know, just little things like that. Um, but then also directly helping families. I mean, unfortunately there's times, you know, we're paying for funerals or we're paying for caskets or we're paying for, you know, things that you don't want to talk about, but you know, family's got no money and, and we need someone to step in. So 
everything from the the fun buying cars to, for kids to whip around on into unfortunate circumstances yeah. of funerals and things. So we're there to help locally with these families and and help uh, support the programs that these other foundations have. Here with Brandon Phillips, professional polo player and the founder and president of Polo for Life. They raise money to help pediatric cancer patients and their families. Polo for Life is hosting their annual fundraising event, Polo for a Purpose, March 1st at the National Polo Center in Wellington. Find out more by going to poloforlife.org. And again, Polo for Life, they raise money for patients battling pediatric cancer. And Brandon, you had your own battle with pediatric cancer. What was that experience like? I still remember to this day, it was um, June 7th, 1992. Before those days before, I had a, you know, on the Thursday, I had a, a rugby game. On the Friday, I had a polo game. On the Saturday, I played, had a soccer game. And then Sunday morning, woke up with my left leg was aching. So, of course, you thought it was some kind of sports injury. Mm-hmm. Looking, you know, my mother looked more and saw there's broken blood vessels at the top of my leg. So we went to the local hospital. And they held me a blood clot. That didn't seem to pan out. So they sent me. Luckily, I'm, I grew up in Toronto, about 40 minutes north of Toronto. And there's hospital for sick children, which is world-renowned hospital in the city. And so they sent me right there that morning. Um, and then after a bunch of tests, they're like, well, you've got a, a you know, grapefruit-sized tumor that's wrapped around your left ureter. And what had happened, it had gotten big enough that it pushed on the lymph nodes of my leg. So my leg wasn't draining. So that's why it was swelling and aching. So within the first 24 hours, they basically gave, you know, you're going to most likely lose your left leg. Your left kidney, we're pretty much sure you're going to lose that. And they didn't tell me, but they told my parents, you know, we probably give them six weeks to live unless we have a little bit of a, of, um, you know, obviously a lot of luck with, with the treatment. So that was a shock. I mean, literally you go to bed one night as healthy as you can be and yeah. woke up the next morning with this. So it wasn't like, you know, I've been having issues or it was literally go to bed and wake up. And um, so then they just put me with on the hardest protocol of chemotherapy that was good. Some drugs that were allowed to be used and some weren't. They said, we don't care. You know, the doctors were unbelievable um, there. And they just said, we got to try everything. And literally day by day when they started ministering it, they were with a, I mean, there's no fancy way. They were coming in with a tape measure and just measuring my leg. And they said, if it gets any bigger, you know, it gets a certain measure, we're, we're going to cut it off. And within days, literally of the first bouts of chemo, it started to shrink. Um, and they're like, okay, we're saving the leg and, and like save my leg, save my kidney. And then four and a half months of treatment, very, very, very difficult treatment. Um, the tumor disappeared, never did a, they couldn't do a surgery because it was, uh, they called it non-capsuled. So it was basically just stuck to everything. Um, and it shut off my left kidney for a while, but you didn't know because your right kidney's working. Right. So everything. So it was just a, a big shock. So then once that happened, um, that was going to be, then I pretty much by 93, you know, back on the basketball team at school. <laughs> and um, then I got asked in 95 to come down here to Florida to start playing professionally for a professional team here in polo, which I wasn't trying to become a professional polo player. I mean, hockey is what I wanted to do. And <laughs> that was where my heart was. And I, you know, played polo, obviously, that we was a club close to home and we were a horsey family. And uh, someone saw me play over the summer when I was playing with my dad and my brother. And next thing I know, I was in, got an invite to come down here. So I was like, you're going to pay me to play polo? And they're <laughs> like, yeah. So I was 17. I was like, great. I guess I found a career. So came down there and I started in 95 that. And I was very 
didn't want anyone to know about, you know, a lot of people obviously knew about my past friends and family and this, but I tried to keep it very quiet. I didn't like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't want even, I mean, if a bald person came on TV, I turned it off. Like I just just like, I don't want to, it's done. It's past. I'm finished with it. And then when the LLS came to me, I was probably now in my early thirties and this opportunity came with the polo club. I've already had, you know, I've been 13, 14 years at the time as a professional already polo player. And they came and wanted me to do this event. And I kind of, by that point, I was like, you know what? It's time to give back. You know, it's, I'm over the hump of not wanting to talk about it. I'm seeing kids going through what I did. I see families going through what my, my family went through. And it really then just brought it home to, you know, it's time to start to start doing something. Um, and I was, I was given this chance for a reason that I'm still here. So let's go help some people about it. So that's how it all started. And then a few years of working with the LLS, I decided to start my own uh, foundation, which is Polo for Life where then we can, we can be a little more specific on, on the funds that, you know, where the money's going. Um, I'm very big at making sure there's no wasted funds, very minimal costs, you know, running costs we have. Um, but I, you know, I want people and they give me a dollar, that dollar goes to a family, mm-hmm. you know, not 20 cents goes to the family. So we're very, very particular of how much, um, you know, the donations go directly to where it needs to go. Here with Brandon Phillips, Pediatric cancer survivor, longtime professional polo player whose organization, Polo for Life, helps patients and their families fighting pediatric cancer. Again, Polo for Life hosting their annual fundraising event, Polo for a Purpose. Again, Polo for a Purpose, March 1st at the National Polo Center in Wellington. Find out more info by going to poloforlife.org. Brandon, how has this event, again, Polo for a Purpose, grown over the past decade now? Our very first event was a small luncheon with a little game, you know, on a, on a it wasn't even a full-size field we used. We used one of the, the backfields at, at, the, um, at the time was called the International Polo Club. It's now called the National Polo Club. And we raised that afternoon $67,000. I thought that's incredible. You know, a little luncheon. We did the you know silent auction, a couple auction items, and it was great. We raised sixty-seven thousand uh, last year, being our biggest year, which we turned it into a, a night event polo game in the in the stadium now at at, at NPC with a part the party and dinner after, and we raised just over a million dollars last year in the one night. So that was, you know, my goal was always a million and like, come on, how are you guys, you know, we graduated, you know, we we're up three, 400,000 on average, 500,000 every year got a little bigger and bigger. And last year we finally blew it out and, and got it, got past the million mark. So over the last nine events, I'm, I don't know the exact number, but we're, we're well over $2 million, uh, closer to $3 million on just these one-off events. So that's also my next goal is to, you know, have more of these events yeah. a year. Um, and across the country, you know, it's, it's tough to saturate South Florida with the same stuff, but, you know, I'd like to do in New York or California and start spreading out, um, to, to help, you know, there's obviously pediatric cancer is not, not just localized here. It's very important to help locally here, but also I want to be able the opportunity to, to use polo as the vehicle to, to get us around the country. And, and that's what I think stands apart to our event is this polo game. There's not too many, you know, charity events. Mm-hmm. You get to go watch a polo game, especially down here in, in the biggest venue, the second biggest venue in the world to watch polo wow. at, at the national polo club at the stadium. And that field one is like the, the cathedral, the special <laughs> field. So it's, you know, the facilities and be able to do it is it's so we, that's why I always feel we get to stand apart from just a regular sit down, have a silent auction, wear some fancy clothes and, 
you know, get a generic meal. So this is, we're very good at, at trying to make it fun and different every year and themes and, and really show something different. So it's a party that people want to go to. And at the same time, you're helping kids and families. Couple more things here with Brandon Phillips, the president and founder of Polo for Life. They help patients and their families fighting pediatric cancer. Polo for Life hosting their annual fundraising event, Polo for a Purpose, March 1st at the National Polo Center in Wellington. Again, find out more by going to poloforlife.org. And Brandon, you just mentioned you would love to expand and and do some more uh, events across the country. It sounds like you're you're kind of going inside out with that because you're you're bringing the Hawaiian theme here to South Florida, and it sounds like that's that's the theme of Polo for a Purpose. Tell us a little bit more about uh, about what you guys have planned for this awesome event. So this year is different. First year we've done Hawaiian. The last three years it was an Indian theme, so it's a little more formal. I mean, last year I I actually rode on the field in, a, in an elephant. We had an <laughs> elephant come in, and all you know, all the the dancers and the so we made a big scene. And this year I wanted to bring it a little more casual, um, but was still the same thing. So this year with the Hawaiian theme, we're we're moving the the actual party afterwards is going to be behind the stadium at at NPC at the pool. We'll have a fire show and fire dancers and, you know, volcano and kind of really make it fun. The, you know, obviously the food will be different. DJ, more of a party scene. So it's it's a Friday night. Normally we, we do it like during the week and this this year we're going to do it on it's a Friday night. And so it's a little more casual, a little more fun, just a, something different. And yeah. obviously, you know, going through all the events that happen in, in Florida, I haven't seen anyone do a Hawaiian theme. So I thought, <laughs> you know, we'll try that one out and make it a, make, make it a fun night. Brandon, you mentioned just a few moments ago that this event is so unlike so many other fundraisers because at the end of the day, you get to see this extremely unique, uh, incredible sport of polo. And from from the little that, that I know about the sport, of, of course, it, it takes place on horseback. It's, it's one of the oldest games in the world. The, you got to, or I guess the objective is, of the game is to uh, use a wooden mallet to hit a small hard ball through the opponent's goal. And I'm just curious, what are some of the intricacies of the sport that the layman uh, might not know about? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things that you don't understand. A polo field, you could fit nine football fields on a polo field. Wow. So a polo field is 300 yards long by roughly 150 yards wide. Wow. So it's a massive surface, which that's also what's great about playing where we do at the stadium because you're elevated and you really get to see the whole field and, mm-hmm. and playing and how plays develop. We're on, there's four players on a team. We're on horses that are going 35, 40 miles an hour, and we're hitting a ball about, it's, a, it's about the size of a baseball, but mm-hmm. harder. Yeah, a little lighter and harder, and it can get up to 100 miles an hour. So you can always relate this to almost like an X Games if you want to. I mean, you can, yes, it's a team sport and this, but for the for the, the person that doesn't know, if you, you know, it's just a wow factor. You don't have to know the the rules. I mean, you figure it out. There's two posts at either end. You put the ball between it, but <laughs> you can also just just the speed and and seeing the the horses, and then there's obviously contact. We're allowed to body check each other, um, so it gets very physical. And, you know, at speeds going 40 miles an hour and crashing into each other and leaning off the horse and hitting a ball. And, you know, so it's, it's a fun just a viewing, even if you don't know what's going on, just to, just to yeah. look at it. It's yeah. quite amazing. So it's a really good sport to, to family sport to, to come watch. And, and um, then when you start to understand the rules and get a little more, it's even more to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's even more fun to see how things develop. 
here on ESPN West Palm tonight, learning about an awesome organization, Polo for Life. They help patients and their families fighting pediatric cancer. And again, Polo for Life hosting their annual fundraising event, the ninth annual Polo for a Purpose, this Friday, March 1st at the National Polo Center in Wellington. Find out more by going on to poloforlife.org. And again, here with Brandon Phillips, he's teaching us a little bit more about the game of polo. Brandon, you you just mentioned that, you know, it's four on four. Is the game of polo positionless as, as in everybody is, and and their horses, of course, sort of roaming around. It's a bit of a free for for all, or is there a a more of a set strategy where you have attack and, and defense and so on? Try to compare it to almost soccer as far as positions. You'll have each player will have a number on their back, one, two, three, or four. And generally the ones would be like the striker, okay. you know, they're the forward guy. Two would be like the midfielder, mm-hmm. kind of all over, playing a lot of uh, offense and defense. Three would be kind of the captain, so kind of like a defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. the guy that, that sits there and sets up the plays a little more, and the four is more of the back. They, everyone, we rotate, you know, it's a, and it's similar, say hockey, the defenseman rushes, the forward covers behind them. So, you know, you're all trying to, sometimes you're playing a different position each time, depending how the play develops. Mm-hmm. But in general, you have your players that are your backs, your forwards, and then in, in the midfield. Yeah. Um, and we can all, there's no restrictions. Yeah. The guy can go anywhere you want. It's not like, you know, lacrosse where the forwards at one end and, you know, so it can, you go all over the place. But that's generally the, you know, the guy, the number four will, will knock in, which should be the same as like a goal kick, mm-hmm. you know, as a start to play. The number one's going to be up there at the front trying to get the breakaway pass. And, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. Wrapping things up with Brandon Phillips, pediatric cancer survivor, longtime professional polo player, the founder and the president of Polo for Life. They help patients and families fighting pediatric cancer. And Polo for Life is hosting their annual fundraising event, Polo for a Purpose. It's the ninth annual Polo for a Purpose, March 1st at the National Polo Center in Wellington. Find out more by going to poloforlife.org. Brandon, earlier we spoke about your battle with pediatric cancer. What are the words of encouragement? What's the message that you give, that you share with, ch- with children and adolescents going through their own battle, again, with, uh, with pediatric cancer? Uh, how I took it, I was very, as hard as it was, very positive, which obviously helped with my, my family. We were very, it was very, very positive the whole time. Never one second did you think you're going to die. It was basically got angry. I was like, okay, I got to hurry up and get this over with. So I always took it as it was a test. God was testing, you know, and you have, you don't have no choice. You have to pass the test. So I always tell kids too, I mean, you're, you're given this, instead of taking it as it's bad luck, why me, why me go, you were chosen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, look, now I was chosen. I had bad luck then, but look what I'm able to do now for people. So I always feel that everything happens for a reason. And, um, and there was a reason why I was supposed to as nasty as it was. And, and, but mentally it was always having to stay positive and having to really, you know, it's a fight. It's, it's, you know, I always put everything into a sports thing or into a game and it's a game and you you have to win. Yeah. Um, So I was, it's very, to me was one of my kind of sayings that I've always gone through right from where it came up from, uh, I had to speak at a sports banquet in in high school after I was all done. And, and, you know, my closing statement was, I always said, you know, um, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing especially when the game is your life. Mm. 
And so I kind of put a twist on a, on a, on a, a normal that, that saying from, I forget who said it originally, but, <laughs> but it, it is. It's like you, have, you don't have, oh, I, it's, it just let's go have fun. No, if you have fun, you die. It's about winning. So um, that's how I've always looked at it and, and put it in a, a sports kind of game mentality. And then, you know, you, you, that's had to compete. You got to compete uh, at every level and even when it comes to things like this. Incredible stuff. Brandon, I will let you go. But again, thank you so much for your time tonight, sharing your incredible story, telling us more about Polo for Life and, and the awesome Polo for Purpose event coming up March 1st. Again, one more time, thank you for all that you do in, in South Florida and beyond to help uh, those uh, patients and, and their families fighting and, and dealing with pediatric cancer. Wish you guys nothing but the best on March 1st and, and of course, uh, well after that. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.